Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome everyone to Cinnabuds. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. From 88.9, I'm Dory Zori. Hello, and this week we are talking about the film The Menu. Mmm, yum yum. You shouldn't be here tonight. You, my dear guests, are not the common man. Isn't that right? No, sir! So you're going to keep doing that? What happens inside this room is meaningless compared to what happens outside. Yes, sir! We are but a frightened nanosecond. Yes, sir! Nature is timeless. Yes, sir! What the hell is going on? I love you all. We love you too, sir! Any questions? The Menu, directed by Mark Mylod, is a thriller, mm-hmm. horror, but I'm going to say comedy, dark comedy. I'm putting that in there. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is. Starring Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy and a bunch of other people that we'll talk about. And it's essentially about a group of people who gather at this very, very exclusive high-end restaurant in this isolated island and there are some surprises. Sinister surprises await them. What could be sinister about a bunch of rich people <laughs> eating fancy food? Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> but it does. That's right. It's an intense one. It's very dark. I would call it a dark comedy. Would you? I would. I think right off in the beginning, I got the thriller part. I got a little bit of mystery. You could kind of sense that this wasn't going to go well. Yeah. But there were definite satirical comments by the filmmakers about foodie culture, rich people, privileged people, terrible people. High art. High art. Yeah, for sure. And then also I found myself feeling really bad for some of these chefs that (laughs) have to live up to these weird expectations because really a lot of ways being a chef is like customer service and customers can be idiots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's funny. I bet people from the food industry, restaurateurs are like sort of a dark fantasy of them to like, oh, well, we'll take care of you. Take care of you <laughs> in quotation marks. Yes, I don't want to give too much away, but I do want to, I do want to give a lot away. Well, it but will, I'm not going to. No, I just it's one of those things where no. I'm like, I want to say a lot of things. Well, we can say a lot of things in the full on podcast. That's this true. is just a little teaser. I think this movie is fun if you like a little bit of mystery, if you like dark comedies, if you like just looking at beautiful shots of food. Yeah. You could watch this movie and get some good stuff out of there, too. Maybe some new recipes (laughs) for course one through three, maybe not four through seven. Yeah, it's better at the beginning. Get the app. You know, fill up on the app. This is what I would say. I say go get a snack and get ready to listen to the second part of this podcast. That's right. Stick around. We're going to talk a lot more about this in the podcast. We'll be right back. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. Hey, Radio Milwaukee family, you tune in to us and now we want to tune in to you. 
From now until February 17th, we'd love for you to spend a few minutes taking our listener survey. Your responses will let us know what you dig about what we're currently doing and give us feedback on how to make it even better. As an added incentive, all complete responses are entered to win a $150 gift card to Black Shoe Hospitality Restaurant. You can find our survey online at Radio Milwaukee or hyphen.org. All right. Now we are back and talking about the menu. Hmm. I loved this movie until about three quarters of the way. And then it just became, and I've been told I need to be stronger with my opinions, a disappointment. Oh, really? Okay. To the point where I don't know if I would recommend this movie. Oh. I know it's strong, right? Uh, no, it is strong for you, but I'm excited to see it. All right. So I was into it. Yeah. Up until the point where I don't know how much we want to give away in this podcast. I feel like so many people might have seen it now. Well, I'll tell you what. At this point, everybody, we're not going to spoil everything, but we might talk about some major plot points. All right. This is what I loved about it. I yeah. loved that the protagonist is a sex worker. Yeah. And may or may not have been the only person to make it off this mysterious island, oh, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. That I guess somebody did, although the way she did was questionable to me. And the part that really lost me is when um, in between courses, they gave the diners a chance to escape right. their fate, and but only the men. Yeah. And then they ended up catching all the men and bringing them back with no severe consequence, except the last person that got caught was the only one that got a fancy dessert, which actually was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, like true. there was no murdering happening during this escape and chase and yeah. capture, but also these are chefs, right? So that's really not what they were intending to do. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I got a little confused at that point. I uh, see. I thought the intention was to humiliate the men. <gasps> that's what, that was initially what I thought. Except for that one actor. Talk about Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, yeah. He was different because he was so obsessed with this food beyond caring about life or death that he didn't abandon the women. Mm -hmm. But my interpretation was that he was telling the men to flee because... Uh, and to see if they would, Ooh, which they all did. They all did, except for this one character. You know what? And the more I talk about it, the more it makes sense. I think it took me by surprise. Like, is this a horror movie? Is this a comedy? Is this all really yeah. happening? But can we go back and talk a little bit about the different kinds of diners that were there? I feel like I see a lot of these diners in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. You've got the older couple that's just sort of routine. Right. They're there. Like, this the is where we go. This is what we do. We don't really talk. We just kind of go through life. And then well, the ones that I hated the worst were the the bros, the, the bros, the, <laughs> the like big business bros that were mm -hmm. just talking a big game, and they did the classic "Do you know who we are?" kind of a vibe. Yep. Yeah. Then there's the actor who is kind of in a weird part of his career, played by John Leguizamo, yeah, he's who really good. I enjoy. Yeah. With his assistant who's trying to quit at this fancy dinner and <laughs> give all her key cards back. And he's wanting her to stay on. Yeah. And then there was the restaurant critic. Right. And her yes man. Her yeah, sycophant. Sycophant. So that was really interesting. But then I really, Nicholas Holt and Anna Taylor-Joy were like the two main characters yeah. here, right? And Nicholas Holt was just a foodie. Like he was taking pictures of his food and he, like geeked out to ask the chef about yeah. all these technical pieces of equipment he uses to make yeah. foam and gels and stuff. And his character was funny because you knew he was like a foodie nerd mm -hmm. from the get go. It just keeps escalating to a 
hilarious degree throughout that I really enjoyed and got frustrated by his character, but really thought that was a funny line. And then him and Anya Taylor-Joy, you kind of slowly understand their relationship more as you go through. At the beginning, it just seems like, oh, it's like a boyfriend-girlfriend going to dinner. Mm -hmm. And then you just slowly start uncovering all these interesting things about each of them. So I really liked that trajectory. I really liked the big reveal with his character on why he was at that place. And I don't want to say it in case anyone didn't see it, but I thought that was really funny and really intense. And then that actually kind of brought me back a little bit more, knowing why he He was at this fancy dinner and that he may or may not have known what was coming. Yeah. Well, I will say overall, I loved this movie and I maybe liked it even more at the point where you started disliking. (gasps) But the more that's what I love about these things, because we talk about it and it like lights off different parts of my brain where I'm like, didn't think about that. Yeah, because I want to know the things that made you abandon Mm -hmm. it or not abandon it, Mm -hmm. but, you know, lessen it. But I love a film that escalates and escalates. And some of it is so surprising. And the humor in this, there was some genuinely laugh out loud moments in this. But there was also these beautifully made moments that were funny, like impressive funny, like conceptually funny. But I didn't laugh out loud. The main one, I, can't, I don't want to give away because it's the ending. It's this kind of the climax. But visually, they create this dessert that is so funny in the concept, but it's so dark as well. Oh, yeah. At the end of this, I saw this more as like a very arty comedy. And the dark comedies, they're always going to be irreverent and push buttons. But there wasn't any that like set me off, but there's also extremely possible I missed anything like that. Mm-hmm. But that moment, the only thing I thought about was that moment when he released the men and my instinct was like, oh, that's to humiliate them. Well, and maybe my brain is too dark. I'm like, oh, God, these guys are going to get murdered horrifically. Oh, yeah. But that didn't happen. And so I was disappointed. Yeah. What does that say about me, really? <laughs> when you th- well, I think it's good because I think you're supposed to think that they're going to mm-hmm. go hunt them down. Because typically in a movie where you like release them on an island, that's like the most dangerous game. But it was like, no, we have more terrible stuff. We're not done with you yet. Right. No, you're coming back. And where are you going? They had to take a big yacht for hours to get to this island. No one's going to be able to jump off and swim. Also, and I've addressed this before, and I don't want anyone to be worried about me because I keep talking about this, but I love the revenge part of it. Even though it's really psychotic, Mm -hmm. like it's almost like Clue where you you understand like each of these people did something and you find out why each of them is bad in some way and they're getting their comeuppance. I did enjoy in the beginning, so this is a very exclusive like restaurant menu tasting, and there was just a random older woman that did not look like oh, she belonged yeah. there getting hammered from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So that I thought that was really cool and intriguing, and then you eventually find out who she is. Yeah. But So do you know anything about the writer? Was this written as a, a commentary on how... People are idiots around food. The writers and the directors both hadn't done a whole lot at this point. But I did read that uh, Will Tracy is one of the writers. He dined at this restaurant, Cornelius Sioma Trestrant, during a honeymoon, which is this extremely high-end, fancy Michelin star restaurant. And it sort of inspired the film. 
was that? Uh, that several figures from the world of fine dining were brought on as consultants for the film. I can believe yeah. it because it also looked like one of the great foodie travel channel shows, like yeah. how they talked about food, how they showed it, how yeah. they showed the ingredients. That was all very, very beautiful, too. But now I like it almost even more thinking that the writer was just sitting at this super fancy Michelin star restaurant <laughs> yeah. and thought, man, what is a chef and everyone <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen thinking right now? And this is maybe what was born off but of that. But it's also interesting because not just from the world of the dining, but from more of an empathetic point of view, because one thing that was also happened, I read, is that Noma, which has been often called the world's best restaurant. It just recently closed. Yeah, yeah, recently closed. It's in Copenhagen. And a lot of people online were jokingly saying, did it close because of the menu? <laughs> because it closed right after the menu came out. And also there's been a lot of talk lately about the terrible treatment of the staffs in a lot of these fine dining restaurants. Yeah. I'm not sure if Noma was one of them. I'd almost mm. be shocked if it wasn't. Well, and the next time I'm out dining at a restaurant, you know that I'm going to be looking around to see and judging people like <laughs> by what I overhear and how they treat the wait staff. I mean, I never, ever, ever do that. I'm lucky enough to be with a partner that not only do we tip well, but even when something is going wrong, we're not jerks about it. But it's so hard to go out to dine anywhere without seeing this happen. Yeah. I just, I don't know what oh, people know. are it, um, entitled. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I worked at bookstores for years. And then I worked at Milwaukee Film, both of which I work with the public. But at Milwaukee Film, like 99% of the people I deal with, they're very appreciative. They're very nice. We all kind of like the same stuff. So it's like friends hanging out. But when I worked retail, people come in and they are not their best selves. They treat you like a Downton Abbey type of butler. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to be the worst part of myself to you because you're here to serve me. Which is, you know, <laughs> one thing is with books, right? That's terrible no matter what. But yeah. when someone's making and touching and serving you yeah. food that you eat. You're rolling the dice. Oh. Like you're, you're, you're getting a dangerous game. At the very least, you could get spit in your food, which yeah. I do not blame. And that is the least. And the worst, <laughs> I guess, watch the menu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cast is really good, like we said. Anya Taylor-Joy was originally, her character was going to be played by Emma Stone. Oh, really? What happened there? And then Alexander Payne, who did Sideways and a bunch of other great films, he was supposed to be the director. Both of them had to bow out because of scheduling conflicts. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, what a different film it would be with them, because it genuinely seems, Emma Stone seems leaning more towards the comedy mm -hmm. rather than Anya Taylor-Joy, who yeah. seems more towards the intense thriller type. Yes. Emma Stone maybe would have made it more solidly just like, oh, this is, mm -hmm. this is a comedy. It would have felt that way. So I kind of like how it ended up. Now I'm thinking about, too, all of the chefs who were consulting on this film and how actual freaking fun it must have been for them <laughs> to be like no this really happens or yeah. make it look like this oh, I and bet most of the consulting was just people going but what happened there tell <laughs> us another story yeah. yeah i mean some of this could be based off of actual true stories yeah, i, I sure. would not be surprised especially some of the menu there's one where it's the bread course that had no bread which was really oh brilliant to gosh. me. I thought it was the very bread funny. course without bread. And that's what this chef was known for, his beautiful baked breads. And yeah. instead they just got like a little wooden stick <clears throat> to dip in like seven different sauces yeah. and spreads. <laughs> yeah. And Nicholas Holt's character was loving every minute of Delighted. it. Delighted. Are you able to watch movies with him and not think of either his character in the Marvel movies or I first saw him in the British TV show oh. Skins? I never saw Skins, but I know of it. So I can imagine if you saw him there, you'd feel differently about him. 
What was the movie he did where he was a little kid? Oh, I loved that movie. He is like the cutest little chubby cheeked kid ever. Something about a boy. About a boy. That's it. Yeah. That's a darling movie. He's all grows up now. He has. He's all grows (laughs) up. But every time I see him, I see that little boy face in him Uh still. He was actually great in this because he's this wide eyed kind of, oh, I'm so excited about everything. He's childlike in a way in this. He is going to be 80 and you're going to be like, oh, he's adorable. Yeah, and young people will be pinching his cheeks he's when he's 80. He's got a real Macaulay Culkin uh, situation. A fountain on. of youth in his yeah, attic yeah. or a painting that's getting <laughs> yeah, older, perhaps. Yeah. That's right. Don't look at the painting. <laughs> yeah, right. I really liked it. I'm, I like it more and more as we talk. Uh, I talked about it with some friends last night, too. One didn't like it. One got me to see some really cool stuff about it. So I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked, say, the live-action Pinocchio, <laughs> which I guess I wasn't as honest as I should have been. I get always yelled at by my hubs when I get home. He goes, that movie made you angry, and you're so nice about it on the podcast. You got to just let I it go. I hadn't seen your husband in a long time, and when I finally did see him, he's like, she did not like that movie. <laughs> He was so excited to tell me. Oh, man. No, that's great. Well, that's fine. It's good. We're not always going to love everything, Mm -mm. but everyone should check everything out because you might like it, and it is currently online. I believe it's on HBO Max right now, but I'm sure it'll be elsewhere in the future. The menu recommended if you like. So there's two movies I really like this year that both were absolutely psychotic food movies, and one is called Flux Gourmet, which is about an artist group that's all about food, performances with food, and creating food for these performances. Uh, Yeah, Flux Gourmet is directed by Peter Strickland, who has done a few movies that I have loved so much that now, like, anytime he comes out with one, I'm so excited. He did Barbarian Sound Studio and a movie called In Fabric, which we had at the festival a couple years, which is about essentially a haunted dress and all, all of his movies similarly toned in the sense that they're kind of funny, but in a very dark way. Not always ha-ha, hilarious funny, but definitely have some of those moments. But with these dark characters in this absurd situation. So I have to put that on my list. Yeah. I say this movie, the menu is good. Recommended if you like shows like Chef's Table. Because oh, yeah. it's got that whole foodie part. And now when I watch those chef's tables, which are also beautifully shot, I'm going to wonder what happens when the cameras are turned off. Yeah, <laughs> what the chefs are really thinking. <laughs> also, to the music, it's not necessarily a soundtrack, but man, the sounds and stuff they did in this movie were creepy. Yeah. Which I love too. Like, I just want to be on a sound stage. And I wish we had like the stems and stuff where we could have like Kiri, our producer, like put the sounds in of what we're talking about here <laughs> yeah. and there. But it really kind of gave me, I don't know, I've been paying more attention to sounds and yeah. movies, which is Bur- always fun. Berberian Sound Studio, you might like. It's all about Foley artists who make the sounds. Foley But again, artists. kind of a creepy, interesting, dark vibe. Also, a throwback to an older film that I love. The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, mm. which is beautiful. Sexy. It's it, in parts. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's gross. Um, <laughs> but it's this melodrama taking place all around this restaurant. And it ends sort of similarly <laughs> to this film. Uh, not as funny. It is very beautiful. Peter Greenaway is the director, and all of his movies are very painterly. And uh, so very visually pleasing. But 
I love that movie. That's a good one. If you've ever worked in the food industry, you should probably watch this movie. It might make you feel better about some stuff. Yeah. Revenge. And it's hard to call this movie a food movie. It I is, know. because, but it's a lot darker than the typical one. But maybe a good question for everyone following us is, what is your favorite food movie? Yes. There's a lot of good ones out there. Ooh. I would say the Cook the Thief and His Wife and Her Lover might be one of my favorite food movies, though it's not one that makes me want to go eat at a wonderful restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's a little darker. But as a food-themed film, it's very dark and, and, and impressive. I was going to say something that would make me sound more intelligent, but now all I'm thinking <laughs> about is the heart in Better Off Dead where the mom, who's a terrible cook, is serving all the food. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Franche fries. Franche bread. <laughs> That's good. And then the jello just goes sliding <laughs> off the table on its own. That's my favorite food scene in a film. <laughs> that is good. And that is a film, not a movie. It is a film. A film. <laughs> a film. What else have you been watching, Dory Zori? Oh, you go first this time. Me? Okay. This is maybe my favorite movie of 2022 is Banshees of Inisherin not watched that I yet. just saw it and I cannot get over it. The movie is another one that is darkly funny. I'm really I'm so happy that dark comedies are coming back into my life this year. First of all, I am obsessed with Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, who's he's that? He's the other guy in it. So it's Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, oh, Irish yeah. actor, big bear of a man. So much stuff. It's been so much stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff by Martin McDonough, who's the director of this. They were in Bruges together. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson did in Bruges. Yeah, that's the man. Their chemistry yeah, is so wonderful together. Absolutely. And there's a TV show called Mr. Mercedes that Brendan Gleeson's been in lately, and that's really good. There's something about him that I find very, very appealing, and I, he's a brilliant actor. But it's a very sweet sad premise which is it's a dissolution of a friendship it's just a, a man who doesn't want to be friends with another man anymore and the younger man just can't understand why i'm yeah. guessing then it, the simple idea escalates as any good movie should in a bizarre way sometimes touching and sad way but also very funny and it features jenny the mule a very very cute <laughs> donkey there's some great animals in this movie but yeah i'm overwhelmed by it, it it has this very artful way of dealing with such a simple thing, but and also very funny and absurd and touching. Is it set in uh, it's Ireland? It's set in Ireland. Inishirin is a fake island, mm -hmm. but I think it's based on a couple places. And it is filmed on an island. But it's it's beautiful as any film set in Ireland is. It makes me want to go there. It's probably, I would say, top two, if not my favorite film of the year. Ooh, okay. I will yeah. check it out so then we can chit-chat about that. Absolutely. Um, I just recently watched the 2017 American supernatural horror comedy film uh, written and directed by Eli Craig called Little Evil starring Adam Scott. Oh. Uh, talk oh. about dark comedies. It is really funny. It takes all the best parts about horror movies and puts them in this movie, it's basically Adam Scott's character it recently marries a character played by Evangeline Lilly, oh, who yeah. I was on Lost. I coincidentally just recently watched this as well. That's I thought funny. it was hilarious because it's so, like, the way they shot it looks like a regular horror movie. All these crazy things are happening because she has a son that he is just getting to know. And he looks like, is it Damien? Yeah, from, uh, from The Omen. From The Omen. Yeah. And all this weird stuff is happening and everyone is just, like, comically oblivious <laughs> yeah. to all the bad things. Yeah. 
And so it looks great. It's got all these great shots of classic horror movie moments. Yeah. It's really, really funny. I guarantee the idea session for this film, somebody just said, what if Damien from The Omen had a stepdad? Like <laughs> yeah. that alone is funny. And then that's essentially what this film turns out to be. Can a stepdad's love <laughs> yeah. overcome the most problematic children? Yeah. Oh, that's great. We've got, really, a, we've got a good theme going. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> dark comedy. You can give me a dark comedy almost any day of the yeah. week. I, I will dig it. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy these movies. Go out and see plenty of movies and tell us what you think on uh, Instagram. Yeah, don't forget to tell us what your favorite food-based movie or yeah. maybe even scene from a movie is. Absolutely. I want to know. And get snacks. And tell me what your snacks are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what's your go-to movie snack? Actually, maybe that's a better question. No, honestly, I think having popcorn be a movie food is absurd. Because mm, it's so noisy. It is It noisy. can be. It doesn't have to be. But it so often is. It's really almost reaching in the bag the and crunching and rustling bag, in the bag. If people eat with their mouths open, then... God mm-hmm. help you. I would say marshmallows are the best thing to eat at a, at a movie. They're so soft and quiet. Yeah. Marshmallows <laughs> is my favorite. Maybe a Capri Sun. But pop that straw in there before, before you before you the movie starts. Theater, don't be yeah. don't be that guy. If I had a theater, I would only sell marshmallows. <laughs> and Capri Sun. I, these are noisy too, but I always like peanut M&M. Oh, those are good. It's just, but they do rattle around a lot. I mean, if you're going to give me popcorn, pour a box of milk duds in there while it's all still warm. That's what people do. I don't think I've ever tried it, but I've heard of it, so I should try it. Well, make sure that you just had your most recent dental checkup, too, so you don't pull out (laughs) any fillings. Two of the worst foods for your teeth, popcorn and milk duds. Cinnabud sponsored by (laughs) your dentist. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. We're going to see you soon, and we would like you to know some things. Curie Salinas, thank you for producing and turning all of this chit-chat into something... uh, (laughs) Listenable. Listenable. (laughs) And thank you to Brett Newski, who does our wonderful theme song. Thank you, Brett. And we couldn't do any of this without the support of members of both Milwaukee Film and Radio Milwaukee. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.